0: Listening to the Travel Writers Show. Melbourne travel writer Emily McAuliffe visited tropical North Queensland, which was hit by a cyclone and then flooding rains in December. But as Emily reports, good luck meant that she missed the worst of the big wet, which affected Port Douglas, and also cut the coastal drive to Cairns, turning a one hour commute into a two hour ferry ride or a two hour detour by car. Emily tells me, Graeme Kemlow, what effect the unusually wild weather had on the local community. Emily McAuliffe, you have been in a very wet situation up in far north Queensland, uh, but you've returned to Melbourne, probably just as wet, yeah?
1: I have. Well, funnily enough, I've been in tropical north Queensland for three weeks and it has been blue skies and sunshine the whole time. (laughs) Um, Sorry, there was a flood flood event, but... Yeah, so I actually flew in um, the night that the airport reopened. So after Jasper, they had, I think it was three days of just torrential rain. Yeah. Um, the airport runway went underwater, which was a bit of a first. That often doesn't happen, so it was a lot of rain. Yeah. Um, but pretty much as soon as the um, the flood sort of passed through, when the waters cleared, um Everything just went back to normal. The sun came out and literally the sun has been out, yeah, for the last three weeks. (laughs)
0: Now, now, but obviously this is all precipitated uh, by the cyclone Jasper up up in far north Queensland. I don't know whether what Melbourne's getting now is the tail end of some cyclonic activity from way up north, but it's very tropical rain here.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny. I should have stayed up north, I think, because um, yeah. we've had um, rain, in, rain in Melbourne. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that's um, in any way linked because the, the cyclone floods, that was, I think, around the 17th of December. So, we're sort of a few weeks on from that now. Yeah, um, but, yeah, the far north is actually going really well. So, it's I know it's sometimes hard when you're a long way away, um, lots of people were saying, oh, you know, you must have been getting wet up there. And I was like, actually, no, not at all.
0: <laughs> so, now you flew into Cairns and where uh, you've, you've got family up there, I believe. But where are they?
1: I do. Yeah, so I actually grew up on the Atherton Tablelands, which oh, is oh. in the Cairns hinterland. Yeah. Um, so, it's a little bit elevated. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful area. So, yeah. we spent a couple of days in Cairns first. Um, and yeah honestly walking around you even yeah the day the the airport reopened you wouldn't have even known anything had happened really Um, so the the areas that were impacted the most were around Machin's Beach and Holloway's Beach which are mostly residential areas so they're a little bit north of the CBD Um, they were the pictures that you saw in the news of you know trees over and houses flooded Um, and obviously it's awful for those people and the clean up continues but I think it sort of misrepresented cairns because I think a lot of people then assume that that's what the whole city looked like um, whereas in the CBD I mean I remember looking at the ground and thinking the grounds not even wet oh. <laughs> like you wouldn't like it wasn't wasn't squelchy or muddy or anything like that um, the only real signs were as you kind of head north out of the CBD you'd see a bit of debris um, stuck on the side of the road, so they've cleared the roads really well. Um, there's a little bit of poor water in some of the sugarcane fields, but oh. you know, if you weren't paying close attention, you Wooden might road. have missed that altogether. Did yeah. You, so, did, um,
0: you, um, did you go up to Port Douglas? Because I know they brought a ferry service in, didn't they, to get people from Port Douglas? Back they to did. So how
1: yeah. Did they work? So. We did go to Port Douglas actually. So Port Douglas has probably been the worst affected and funnily enough not because of the town itself like there's, there's no damage. Again we got there beautiful clear blue day. Um, everything looks as normal on the ground but the road between Cairns and Port Douglas had a massive landslide and we're talking like a boulder the size of a house um, came down the hill wow. and fell on the road which has caused some significant damage and that's a real shame for that area because um, i think it's going to take quite a while to get that road back up and running just from an engineering perspective i think it's caused some structural damage um, So the thing with Port Douglas now is that they are open. Um, They did have some water supply issues. So there was some some debris got caught in the water treatment plant inlet and that impacted the water supply. But on the 30th of December, the water came back on and we actually visited on the 31st, so New Year's Eve, and, yeah, everything was pretty normal on the ground. So... The challenge now, well, I'm, I shouldn't say challenge. So now you've got to go the long way around. So there is another way. So I don't want people to think that Port Douglas is being completely cut off because there's there's always another way in Far North Queensland. <laughs> there's um, lots of roads that but go around the go back. Go um,
0: up into the hinterland for the other way because uh, that's a coastal road. It's a mountain one side and it's ocean the other, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. right. So it is a beautiful drive. It's called the Great Barrier Reef Drive, which is the road that's been cut. Um, So that sort of takes you directly along the coast. But there is a way up through the hinterland, which is beautiful in its own way. And I wouldn't say it's a second rate um, option by any means. It does take a bit longer. It takes about an hour extra. But, you know, if you're on holiday, hopefully you can factor in (laughs) um, another hour. And there's actually plenty of stops along the way so that road's going to take you through Kuranda which is quite it's well known like Kuranda. a little yeah. rainforest town yeah it's absolutely beautiful that's where the sky rail um, goes from which takes you over the tree canopy um, one thing to note is that the Kuranda Scenic Railway was also damaged so that I think it's going to be up and running again soon but there is a bit of debris on the tracks oh. um, so that's not going at the moment but yeah, Coranda itself just looks as normal. Um, that's where the Barren Falls are, which is a two hundred and fifty meter high waterfall and it just looks spectacular going, uh, after heavy uh, rain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um it's like it can be like a little trickle during the dry season and then in the wet season it just roars to life and there's mist and yeah it's really really beautiful so that's definitely worth checking out in Kuranda. Um Then you head up through Mariba and it's quite a dry area there and there's um, like some beautiful little rock pools um, it's called Davies Creek There's the Mount Uncle Distillery, which is a very um, well-known rum distillery up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's in that area. It's in Walkerman. Um, There's a Granite Gorge Nature Park, which is, um, it's got some walking tracks over boulders. And there's cute little rock rock wallabies there. And they'll, you know, they're not shy. They'll hop right up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a beautiful spot. Um, There's the Golden Drop. Mango wineries in that area, if you want to try some oh, tropical um, far north one. Queensland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's are. yeah, the fruit wines are a bit of a thing up north. Um, and I mean, serious wine connoisseurs might, might not um, liken them to usual table wines, but they're kind of yeah, unique in their own way, and they're definitely yeah, worth they a are. try. Yeah, yeah, that's great. and so then
0: did you head up towards Mossman at all?
1: No, so. No, so we didn't go up to Mossman. So that area has had a bit more damage as well. So the Daintree was impacted. Um, So the ferry was still running. So you have to catch a ferry to get across the river there. And it was just reserved for locals and it was on a reduced schedule. Um, Not sure. I think things are starting to open up just in the last kind of week or so. So I think if anyone's heading to that area, it's worthwhile checking what's going on um the Mossman gorge cultural center i believe reopens later this week um they had some damage through there and cape tribulation had a bit of damage as well so like port douglas itself was fine but yeah heading north um yeah there was was a bit more of a deluge so yeah
0: did you uh, were you able to identify the fact that there were tourists in port douglas
1: Yes, although it was much quieter than usual. Um, Port Douglas around New Year's Eve is usually buzzing with people. Um, It was, there still were quite a few travellers. Like we went down to Hemingway's Brewery, which is, you know, beautiful on the marina. And there was quite a crowd gathering there. Um, I think the issue is, yeah, a lot of people were turned off by not being able to drive directly from Cairns. Um, and a a big issue for them is that some staff commute, so they actually commute from Cairns. And I think that's almost the bigger issue because often tourists have more time on their hands and could, you know, meander along the long way. But for the people who commute, um, that extra hour is a bit of a challenge. So there were a few, um, shops that were shut, like, yeah, it was still, still bustling. Like I wouldn't say, you know, you'd have a, a, worse experience if you went, um now but yeah there were some places it commented that yeah staffing was a bit of an issue just because yeah some of the staff couldn't get through there's a Sunday market um which I love like it's beautiful it's by the ocean under the trees um and there was probably maybe two thirds of the regular storeholders there so again quite a few travel from Cairns and I think they're just decided it was too hard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure what the situation is with staff accommodation, but I know that the hotels there did suffer a bit, mostly because the water was shut off. So yeah, if you don't have running water, it makes things a bit, a bit challenging, challenging. but um, I can report that that's all sorted out now. Like the water water's um, definitely back on and running, treated water. So yeah, it's pretty much ticking along as usual on the ground. Um, Yeah, you just have to um, take that detour. And I mean, if you detour, you can also go through the Atherton Tablelands. So that's a beautiful area. area. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd say to people, yeah, if you can make the effort to, um, you know, even add a couple of extra days to your trip, I think it's still worthwhile visiting Port Douglas and Mm -hmm. heading up through the Tablelands as well. So um, when we first arrived in Cairns, so that would have been on the 20th of December, so it was only a couple of days after the floods, um, we were sitting having a nice cocktail at Whiskey and Wine, which is at one of the um, the hotels there, and you can look out over the over the ocean, and we can see all the cruise boats were coming in at 4pm, as right. they usually do. So they were all pretty much up and running, you know, within days of the floods. Um, I have spoken to a few tour operators and... Yeah, business as usual. Thankfully, the reef wasn't greatly impacted. Um, Just a little bit of, yeah, just minor damage, which is consistent with any rain event. Yeah, so the reef is still ticking along as normal. And there were definitely plenty of people heading out to the reef while we were there.
0: Lots of internationals in Cairns?
1: Uh, Yes, there were actually. Yeah, there were quite a few. Yeah, backpackers. I think there were a few people from um, just down south in Australia. Like, we did come across quite a few Victorians. Um, Yeah, a bit of a mix. I think just a a usual mix. Yes, in Port Douglas, there were (laughs) a lot of sunburnt people. I can (laughs) tell you, I think the sun sneaks up on people in that part of the world. Emily,
0: where are you headed in your life this year? What are you doing? Oh, congratulations too. You won an award for uh, your travel writing.
1: I did, yeah. So that was um, nice. The Australian Society of Travel Writers Awards for Excellence were um, at the end of last year. So I was very pleased to pick up an award there. Um, And as for this year, not sure yet. I don't have any um, firm travel plans. I am... Hoping to get to Europe, potentially, later this year. It's actually been a few few years since I've been to Europe now, so uh, that will be nice. So I've done a few trips um, like around Asia and a bit of Australia travel, so yeah, it would be good to get to that part of the world.
0: All right, well, look, thank you so much.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me, Graham.
0: Emily McAuliffe reporting there from Tropical North Queensland.